to our podcast. Here's Melissa, Laura, and Rob. So today we have a guest, a special guest, Grace. He's with us. Hello. And Grace will bless our cup of cacao today. Hi, Grace. We're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you. We're honored to have you as our first ever guest on the podcast. Oh, yes. I am so blessed and honored. Thank you. Thank you. And as I look into this wonderful and beautiful cup full of cacao, I just want to say thanks to the hands that prepared it, the cacao itself. We give thanks to the heart of cacao. We appreciate We are thankful and grateful. Enjoy. Blessings. Aho. 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 Thank you, Grace. Mm. Is there anything special about the cacao today? Or <laughs> That's my usual special recipe with all the spices in all it. All the specialness. It's delicious. Oh, my goodness. And rose petals. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. But I really love to add the rose petals on top. You have the the smell of the rose, and the pre like nice to to, to eat actually. Mm-hmm. Yum! I absolutely love the rose petals. Mmm, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This cacao is amazing. Mm-hmm. I know years of doing cacao every day. <laughs> Lots of practice. Mm-hmm. Excuse us while we drink. <laughs> <laughs> so today's podcast is about meditation. Well, no. no. It's not. Today's podcast is not about meditation. Fill <laughs> okay. me in. Grace will be in again. Um, to, we're going to do a meditation exclusive podcast. We can talk about that later. But for right now, today's podcast is really going to be about some of the transmissions we've received from last night. Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> This is worried I didn't study up enough for whatever we were going to talk about. The great thing is no one knows what I'm supposed to say, so I can say anything. <laughs> Surprise! Now they know. <laughs> Now he knows too. I know nothing. So yes, Grace so contacted us to ask us to do our podcast about meditation, but we, we thought... I mean, she's the expert here, so we invited her. But yesterday we had um, ceremonies, and we had a lot of transmission, and so the message was clear to talk about this other topic. So Grace will come back again for the meditation, and with this podcast, she will just join our conversation. Mm-hmm. And I eagerly await. Um, what? I'm eagerly awaiting that. Oh, it's true, because <laughs> this happened, so the ceremony was over, and we were started talking, and then 
Laura was sharing her journey and Rob as well. And then I asked Laura, because that was one of her intentions, did you receive clarity for the future? And she was like, not much of that. And then I just like starting channeling ayahuasca. And she explained so much. And it was like, oh, I understand. Like it was what she was explaining. Like what I was telling Laura, she was like explaining to me as well. Even though there's things like we know about container, Mm -hmm. about doing in a traditional way, but like she explained it with such clarity. Yeah, it was absolutely remarkable to watch you channel that. And I felt the vibration of mama in you and the wisdom that was coming through and how important the messages were that she was sending through you. And it was it was amazing. And we knew we had to share this with um, our listeners. Exactly. Um, so she's starting by explaining about the container. So how ayahuasca is like, that's why it's also the mother ayahuasca, it's like the womb, like the mother womb. And that's the, the container that she creates, allowing the other plants spirits to come through. And she was explaining how these other plants have higher frequencies. So they're kind of more fragile, but not really fragile, but that was the best way to describe it. And so the container, her womb, is needed to... Um, Sorry, there's the washing machine going on. (laughs) Okay, so the container is needed for these plants to come through, to come in and doing the work, right? So, and also she was explaining how you need to have the bottle of the medicine always in ceremony. She's saying, I'm holding the space. I need to stay in ceremony. The bottle is blessed and needs to stay there the whole time. You know, like keeping the container. And again, like when you, if you drink another cup, it has to be from the medicine that's been blessed and stayed there in ceremony. Yeah, and I, I think that's such a, a beautiful thing to, to keep the presence of the medicine in the container, in the space, throughout the majority, throughout the entirety of the ceremony. I think it's really important to have her present because um, it's it's needed in the space, like throughout the whole entire ceremony. It's her ceremony. It is. Mm -hmm. So she has to be present if we... If it gets removed, if she somehow is removed from the ceremony, it's not like she can't do her work or anything. It's just not, it's not effective. It's not, um, it's just not the the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then she was explaining about the traditions and how the only way to use this medicine is doing it like has been done in the jungle. 
any of the traditions in the jungle. But how this grew, like the first learned from the plants and then passed down the information and to the next generation. The next generation got the information from the previous plus from the plants and it built up in thousands of years, millennia. I think we recently saw a chart how it from 8,000 mm -hmm. BC, probably even older. Yeah, this, I mean, the, these plant medicines have been used for geez, thousands of years and for us to come in and assume we know better than what's been done for thousands of years is arrogant, quite frankly. I agree. You, know, uh, you can fact check me on this, but I think that the oldest use of ayahuasca dates back 5,000 years, which is a long time. Um, and within that time, our consciousness has evolved, and the messages that we are to receive have become more important. So this is really important and beautiful work, and the, and the most important thing is that it's done properly with respect for the medicine because she's the leader of the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And then she was explaining how it is done this way, which means that she is the container, the vessel for the other plants to come through. She holds the container once again, right? She's powerful. But these other plants that come through, and then you have all the ancestors that come through, and the animals of the jungle, and the elements of the jungle, they all come through in the container. They do the work. They are the doctors. They are called medicos, doctors. Mm -hmm. And that's the way to do, because the participants that come are guided feel safe, feel the container, there's such a difference, feel the healing, the deep healing, and the messages are more clear, and mm -hmm. sure enough, like, of course, some first-timers may still, like, probably talk loud or have some, you know, be overwhelmed, but it's different when you know what to do, when you actually bring in the healing, when the spirits are there. And the only way, it's learning, training in the jungle, connecting, go to the jungle, connect where it comes from. Yeah, for me specifically in my journey, like there was a big difference. You really pointed out the difference between guided and not guided, right? And um, at the very beginning of the ceremony when I was silent and you hadn't started uh, doing your ikaros yet, you know, I was, you know, nothing really had started. The medicine hadn't really kicked in yet for me. But as soon as you started singing your Icaros, it was like, bam. And it, she just activated. And I was like, oh, there you are. You were just waiting for Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt her, but nothing, I really didn't, I, I could tell that I was in the medicine, but I was, there was no visuals, I wasn't, usually I have a very specific um, like symbol that comes up when I know I'm connected with Mama. And that symbol didn't come up this time. 
And so there was nothing for me to, other than like a sensation of um, like, okay, I'm definitely in another space. Like, uh, it's hard to explain. But I knew I, I, but I wasn't there yet. And as soon as you started with your Icaros, it was like, bam, I'm there. And she activated and it was, and it totally guided me. And I could like go with it and go through it. And then at times when you would stop singing your Icaros, and again, silence, it was almost as if, not that she turned off, but then all of a sudden I had no guidance. And then I was left to my own thoughts. And I got, they got dizzying at one point. And I got started going in a circle with my thoughts, and I thought... Why am I? What? Where am I going with this thought? And why am I? What is happening? And then, and then, as soon as you started singing again, it was like whoosh, and my thoughts calmed down, and they went away, and it just made sense of the whole thing. And I was just like, oh, thank God! I was like, thank you for singing again. <laughs> so yeah, there's a huge difference. Huge difference when you have. Someone guiding you in your journey, and when someone's not guiding you in your journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And either way, Mother Ayahuasca is still there, but it can be rather difficult when you're not guided. The guide is the is the perfect analogy. Um, imagine going on a tour of one of the most majestic places you've ever been. Um, you know, places like the Biltmore or the Tower of London or the Hearst Castle. You know, these places, if you go into them and wander around on your own, you just are lost. You've never been there. You don't know where to go. You're not really sure what you're seeing. But you get a guide, and they take you through the place, and they show you what needs to be seen in the right order. And that's exactly what happens with a guided ayahuasca ceremony. You know, listening to a pre-recorded playlist just isn't the same as having somebody guide you through the ceremony from beginning to end. And it's absolutely beautiful. Yes, and there's also many use the metaphor of a ship. Mm-hmm. It's a spaceship. So you need someone to know how to drive the spaceship. Like, if you don't know, you go in, and it's not, like, even a hundred ayahuasca journey that will teach you as much as 8,000 years of tradition passed down. Mm-hmm. And also, at the same time, I see it dangerous there when you just reduce the ceremony in playlist. The dangerous is like anyone look and say, I can do this. And then I can just find the medicine somewhere or cook it without being trained and whatever comes out, comes out. And then I put a playlist. How easy is that? Because looking from the outside, from the surface, looks so easy. Um, but I... I barely, I would not imagine someone going to a traditional ceremony and saying, I can do that today, tomorrow. Just they would understand if that's their path. Oh, I need to learn from them. I need to do the studies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think also the tone of the tunes 
much. Okay, the songs themselves are guiding, but if you have if you have a group of folks and you're playing, you have a playlist going, but not everyone is on the same path, mm-hmm. but the song will lead them if they follow. But some of the songs, according to their tones and the beat and what they are suggesting, even if you're not ready for it, you'll have to follow because that's what's playing. That's what's guiding you. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was just one of my thoughts about having just one playlist for everyone who's on different paths, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you make a really good point because when you have someone like Melissa or who has been trained in the jungle and work with the, the medicine, uh, there's a they know what Icaros to sing and there's so many different kinds and one of the I was in awe of how many you sang and all the the, the different nuances of each of them like they all held something different and did a different thing they had a specific thing they were doing and it was beautiful and to experience that, like the, the person holding the ceremony, guiding the ceremony, can, is connected through Mother Ayahuasca and knows what's happening with each participant and knows what they need. And then the ikros come through uh, organically. They come through with the, from the plant medicine, from Ayahuasca, but also from the other plant spirits that she's working with. And it's it was such a beautiful process to watch how each plant would come through and how Mother would just sort of work with them. And then uh, Melissa's voice would just change. It transformed. And it was, it was magical. It was absolutely magical. And, I mean, I've experienced Melissa, you know, several times, but... Um, but this particular time was just so, it was like Mother Ayahuasca wanted me to pay attention to that piece of it, like really pay attention to it. So it was really, it was really just, uh, you'll need to do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, I am always surprised that sometimes my voice come out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And also, like, the same micro sometimes is sang slower and faster yep. with a voice, with another voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by how much I'm guided to a certain point. Because at first, I was not feeling the medicine that much. I had to do that my own work and clean myself. That's all we did. Ceremony was to clean our energy for future work. And... Um, and so I had that, and so there was a part of me that it was like, oh, maybe it's late, I'm tired, okay, close the ceremony. And I, I, I sang an equal, and then I was going to say something, and it was blocked. They would not let me talk. And again, I was like, okay, block, no, no, no. And then again, it's like, no, it's like, what is happening? And then I started feeling the medicine going, raise up. And like you are gonna sing again. That's part of you that is tired of something else. Mm-hmm. They were like, Laura's still deep. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> oh my god! It was funny because I 
was thinking, she's going to wrap up. I know she's going to wrap up. I'm like, I can't have her wrap up. I'm still, I still need guidance. So thank you, Mama. <laughs> she made sure of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's nice that you were willing to hold space for me and Melissa as we did our ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> and then went super deep. I'm telling you, man, I don't mean a lot of medicine. And it was, I just knew it. I was like, you're, and I said it before we even started. I was like, after I took my dose, I'm like, you guys are going to be paid, like being the ones holding space for me. <laughs> and I was right. Yeah, well, it was a new batch, so, you know, we weren't 100% sure about, you know, the amount and potency and strength, so now we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And that's another point. Like each time you have a new batch before serving, you need to try yourself. You cannot serve any medicine. You don't know what it is. Of course, you know what ayahuasca is, but you don't know that batch. Yes. You need to know it. Mm-hmm. You need to journey with it. That's then you're confident and comfortable in what you are serving. And it's more ethical. That's what my, my master explained. That's ethical like you try the medicine first if if whatever medicine because you use any other plant remedies if that is poison and you die you die not one of your patients yeah and you know that makes for me that brings up a good point is you know to know what you're drinking because each batch does have a different energy to it Yes, it's Mother Ayahuasca, but there's an underlying energy to it, a vibration that's to it. And it's very unique in each batch. It's never the same. Uh, and, and even, you know, all the places that we've drinking, like there's every single batch that I've ever drinking, there's always differences. Mm-hmm. And so it's always good to know what you're going, like, you know, what you're either going to serve to someone or um, before you, you know, take it, like, what, what, what kind of energy is holding on this, mm-hmm. in this uh, batch? Yeah, and the person who's making the medicine as well, their energy mm-hmm. pours into the medicine. And if you're doing it during a full moon or a half moon or a new moon, all of Absolutely. that. All, all of that. that. All that affects the medicine. So it's important that the individual who's making the medicine be very neutral and not bring any of their stuff (laughs) as they're making it because everyone else who's drinking the medicine will feel their stuff. (laughs) Melissa, isn't there ikaros that are sung specifically for making the medicine and cooking? I don't think so. Maybe in some tradition... Uh, I've seen it cooked by Colombian Taita, mm-hmm. and it was not singing. <laughs> but I can ask the people that I know that cook the medicine in Peru if they're doing that. But definitely, probably not the whole time. It's nice to sing sometimes, blow mapacho again when you feel cold to do that. It's probably nice to bring more of the other spirits already in the ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I know you uh, sing into our cacao as you make it, because I watch you every week. (laughs) 
and it makes it extra lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, she sang into the ayahuasca too as she was cooking. I know. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> this cacao is so rich. It's so rich and creamy. Every time I taste Melissa's cacao, it gets better and better. <laughs> it's so good. Now you know where I'm like, yeah, let's do a podcast and just drink cacao because this is so good. <laughs> I know. We keep experimenting. Mm-hmm. Try new recipes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, very good. So I will 